Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, on today's show, we are going to dive back into a mailbag. I'm going to be answering your guys' questions before Tennessee Titans training camp. We're going to talk about all kinds of things on today's show. Number one, what are the biggest questions heading in to Tennessee Titans training camp? Also, who are some roster bubble guys around the NFL that could be options for the Titans if they're cut by their team? I'll go into my list and a potential reunion with Julio Jones? I don't think so. All of that and more on a mailbag edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Monday mailbag edition of the Locked On Titans podcast or a mailbag Monday edition scratch that reverse it either way it is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts also i gotta thank you guys for making the locked on titans podcast your first listen every day if this is your first ever listen to the locked on titans podcast make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream i am going to be putting out daily monday through friday tennessee titans content all year round. And with that being said, we are back to five shows per week starting next week. The rest of this week on the Locked on Titans podcast, we're going to have a little bit of a 2023 look ahead, look at free agency, the salary cap for next all season, just to get a little peek at what could be coming down the pike for the Titans. Also, we're going to do an episode focused on gambling with player props, Titans over under for the season. Look at some early lines for some games as well. So a lot of content coming up this week. And then of course, kicking off next week, we're getting you guys ready to go for training camp. We're going to have a position by position preview. Also going to be doing some talent tiers with the Titans roster as we discuss how they should put things together. So a lot coming. Make sure you stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast. But as for today's show, like I said, we are doing a mailbag. I'm going to be answering your guys' questions, not only from Twitter, but also from the chat on YouTube. So let's dive right in here. The The number one question that I wanted to get into was sent to me here by Dooney Pooty. Shout out to you. He said, what are your biggest questions heading into Titans training camp? What are you looking for in training camp to ease those concerns? So for me, the number one question for the Titans heading into training camp is, I mean, there are more buzzy conversations to be had, which I'll talk about. But for me, it's about who's going to start at left guard. We basically know all the starters on the defensive side of the ball. We know pretty much all the starters on offense except right tackle, but I think we have a good inkling right now that Dylan Radins is going to be given the opportunity to play right tackle for the Titans at least early on in the season to see how it goes. It's that left guard position that I think is the most intriguing to watch. Jamarco Jones and Aaron Brewer, we know, are battling it out for that. Could the Titans potentially bring in a guy like Eric Flowers, who I talked about last week, who I think could be a good option to compete there? Could they do something totally crazy and eventually move Raidens to left guard and have Nicholas Petit Ferrer start at right tackle? That left guard position is the most intriguing, uh, biggest question for me heading into Titans training camp. Besides that, 
can Traylon Burks bounce back from a rough start to the early phase? Traylon Burks is going to be huge for the Titans this year, so I'm watching that. And is Caleb Farley truly ready to start at outside corner? It's my opinion that Jack Rabbit Jenkins was one of the most underrated players on the Titans last year, one of the most, uh, one of the least appreciated play- players who deserved a little bit of credit. Can Caleb Farley really step in there and take over that starting corner spot? That's something that I'm going to be looking for. Uh, next question here is, who are some, uh, it comes from Kenneth. He says, uh, Texas Sports, he says, are there any receivers or O-line on roster bubbles you think would make a good pickup for the Titans? There are some huge surprises every year. So basically, Kenneth's saying, guys who get cut by other teams during training camp or before training camp, could they make sense for the Titans? And uh, I have my eye on a few names that have been popping up in some articles lately about some cut candidates. And it's not necessarily just wide receiver and O-line. You look at a wide receiver, Darius Slayton from the New York Giants. I think he could make some sense for the Titans. I don't expect Robbie Anderson to get cut. I know people are looking at trade options for him. I don't think he gets traded. I don't think he gets cut, but that would obviously be an option for the Titans. Maybe Marquise Goodwin, a speed guy, a track guy, playing with Seattle right now. Maybe he doesn't make it on their roster. Some guys, obviously, at offensive line, a guy like Greg Van Roten, could get cut. I still want to see Eric Flowers brought in if they do anything uh, with a veteran at guard. Some guys on defense, though, that I've been seeing could be cut. Caleb on Chasen from Jacksonville, take a chance on a guy with a good pedigree as a high draft pick with a lot of talent who was probably in a bad situation for the most of the beginning of his career. Uh, Malik Reed, a guy from Denver who kind of is more of a Danico Autry, Rashad Weaver type guy than a pure edge rusher. He had 13 sacks over the last two seasons. Still a young guy. Malik Reed could make some sense. Uh, Dane Crookshake? I've heard some conversation and some rumors that Dane Crookshank may not make it on the Bears roster with the addition of Jaquan Brisker in the draft. If Dane Crookshank is cut by the Bears at all, Titans absolutely need to bring Dane Crookshank back. I think that would be an easy move. That'd be like a Michael Pruitt, uh, Questenberry, Jeff Swaim situation uh, where they bring back a guy who who they've known, who they've seen around. So I, I think that can make some sense as well. Uh, moving forward here, I got a good question from Zachary Story. He says, in a doomsday scenario where the Tennessee Titans tank this season and Tannehill unravels or gets hurt, I think that's more likely, what are the chances we see Malik Willis in a significant capacity? Well, let me say this. If Tannehill gets hurt and the Titans just start losing games, there is no reason at all that Logan Woodside, Woodside should be in over Malik Willis if Tannehill gets hurt for a significant length of time. At that point in time, you are all in on developing the young guy. And honestly, I think Malik Willis gives the Titans a better chance to win than Logan Woodside right now. So either way, Malik Willis should absolutely see significant amount of playing time if something like that happens. If the Titans, for some reason, just aren't good, something goes wrong, uh, and they're, you know, three and nine or something like that. I mean, at that point, if Tannehill is healthy and they're three and nine or, you know, worse, 10 and two or whatever, something really bad doomsday, like you said, well, then you know you're not paying Ryan Tannehill 40-some million dollars next year because if you're going to pay him the highest cap hit of any quarterback in the NFL and you're still going to be absolutely terrible, you're not paying for that again. So you might as well just put Malik Willis in at that point in time. But either way, we are going to continue answering your guys' mailbag questions. Very excited to kick off this week of the Locked On Titans podcast. Before we get into more of your questions, though, do want to tell you guys about Bet Online. 
Sportsbook.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news. They're going to have all kinds of futures bets for the NFL, for the NBA, Major League Baseball season still going on. Uh, BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information. They have live betting, esports, and much more. Uh, go to betonline.net right now. It's the fastest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to continue this uh, mailbag edition of the Locked on Titans podcast, answering your guys' questions. I uh, got a couple of really great questions in here I'm ready to dive into. Before I do, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe. Getting ready to go back to five days a week. I got a ton of content planned for you guys. Got a nice film project that I've been working on that I can't wait to tell you guys about. So uh, a lot coming up. Make sure that you stay subscribed, free and available on all platforms. But diving into more of your guys' questions. Question here from Kevin Chessventer, my guy Kevin. He said, I listened to a couple of pods ranking general managers and head coaches going into 2022. J-Rob and Vrabel have both been in the 8-10 to 10 range. Any general thoughts on that? Well, my general thoughts are that's exactly where they need to be. Unfortunately, John Robinson has had some major slip-ups that have hurt the Titans, and I think maybe in a, in a narrow margin of error have kept them from taking that next step. The Isaiah Wilson thing, uh, Vic Beasley for another, the Julio Jones miss, although I don't necessarily blame him for all of those decisions. I probably would have gone after Clowney and Vic Beasley. I probably, well, not Vic Beasley, but I would have brought in Clowney. I would have done the trade for Julio Jones. I don't fault him. It didn't work out, but I don't think it was a bad idea on its face. Now the Isaiah Wilson draft pick, there's fault there. But either way, I think John Robinson's six winning seasons, three straight playoff appearances, AFC championship game, back-to-back division winner, uh, had the, the, the onions to cut ties with Mike Malarkey and hire Mike Vrabel, which was the right move, uh, went and traded for Ryan Tannehill. All the draft picks that litter this roster that he's found, uh, I think he should be a top 10 GM. And same thing with Vrabel, coach of the year last year. You know, I see all these rankings of rosters, all these publications putting out, you know, a, a ranking of how good all the rosters are in the NFL. And somehow the Titans are always in the 20s, but yet they got the number one seed last year. They've been in the playoffs three years in a row. So if that is true and the roster is in the 20s, well, then Mike Vrabel should be the best coach in the universe, right? If he takes that quality of roster to the playoffs every single year, right? Anyways, whatever. Yeah, I think they both should be ranked there. Kevin also said, uh, chances Chigakonkwo is more productive than Jonu was with the Titans. Well, in Jonu's rookie season, he had 18 catches, 157 yards, and two touchdowns. I don't know about the touchdowns. I could see Chig get about two touchdowns, but I think Chig could absolutely outproduce that. And in Jonu's career with the Titans, he had 114 catches, uh, 1,300 yards, 17 touchdowns. I think Chigakonkwo could double that in his four years. I absolutely do. I, I think Chig is off to uh, a great start and may have some uh, more wiggle and more natural catching ability than John who had early in his career. So I think Chickaconquo absolutely could outproduce John who not only in his rookie year, not only just in his time with the Titans, but overall. 
I think I think that absolutely could happen. Another question here from uh I love you, D Brown, produced by D Brown. Shout out him. Uh D Brown, what up, dude? Uh if Derrick Henry were to retire right now, who would be the next face of the team? I'm stuck between Kevin Byard and Jeffrey Simmons. Well, I, I think just overall, based on um you know, what he's done in the community throughout years and the consistency, it'd have to be Kevin Byard. He's just exactly what you want from a face of a franchise. But I mean, Jeffrey Simmons, probably one season away from being considered a better player than Kevin Byard, just because defensive line play, in my opinion, is so much more important. So uh, I, I would go with Kevin Byard just because of how high, I mean, Kevin Byard's my favorite Titan ever. I'm pretty convinced at this point. So I'm going to go with KB on that. But good question there. Uh, next. Lee Self says, why does Malik struggles in college and regression as a passer not bother Titans fans? How much are we going to miss A.J. Brown? So two questions there. I'll go quickly. Uh, well, because that's college. And a lot of guys who were amazing in college aren't amazing in the NFL. And a lot of guys who maybe weren't that great in college turn out to be amazing in the NFL. So, yeah, I think everybody... I, I, I don't. I wouldn't say that it doesn't bother Titans fans. I mean, he was the 86th pick, a third rounder. Titans fans are well aware that he's not a first round guy who's going to be right ready to play immediately. So I wouldn't say it doesn't bother people. But I think when you look at the value the Titans got at 86 and the traits and the upside that Malik Willis has, why would a Titans fan be worried about that at all? It's literally an incredibly low risk situation with high reward if Malik Willis hits. If not then okay, it was the 86th pick in the draft. You move on. You keep trying. And there's a lot of good quarterbacks next year. So whatever. Uh, I think the Titans are going to miss A.J. Brown a lot. Uh, people will say the production can be replaced, like the raw numbers and stats could be replaced. And I agree the raw numbers and stats could be replaced. But the impact on the field, the attention that A.J. Brown would take, those are things that I don't think can be replaced right now. Uh, a question from Titan Up 69420. Nice. Uh, do you think our offense will look different this year, like play calls and formations, or will it be the same until they fire Todd Downing? I do. I think the uh, Titans offense played a little bit too much three wide receiver last year. I think they're going to go back to much more heavy two tight end and three tight end personnel. I think they want to play that way, but with the lack of talent at tight end last year, they couldn't. When Jeff Swaim is your number one tight end, it's kind of hard to play a lot of heavy tight end personnel. Anthony Ferkser couldn't block a soul. Uh, Swain couldn't block a soul either, quite frankly, being asked to be the number one tight end. So I think with the upgraded talent with Hooper and Chickaconquo joining Jeff Swain, uh, I think that the Titans will play much more uh, multiple tight end looks on offense, which will allow them to get back to their zone running plays. Last year, they started working in some more power and some more gap running plays to diversify. I think they need to go back to that zone-heavy approach to help the play-action bootleg, which kind of was faded out of the offense last year. So all of that is kind of tied in together. Uh, Connor uh, Meyerhofer said, Titans wide receiver group is clearly less talented this year compared to last year. Talent alone, absolutely. However, last year, A.J., Julio, and Marcus Johnson were always hurt. Do you think the wide receiver core stays healthy this year? The Titans are better off. Um, Again, when you add in all those names, 
My answer is yes, but just AJ alone, no, because AJ Brown demanded so much respect and attention that I think it's going to be hard for the Titans to replicate that. But overall, if you look at AJ Julio and Marcus Johnson, I think the Titans with Kyle Phillips, Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, Akina, um, or even if you take NWI out of that and you just look at Woods and and Burks and Phillips, I think overall, yeah, they could they could probably match that and, and make the Titans better off from wide receiver two down. The Titans will be better off this year. I, I do believe that. But uh, before I get into more of your questions, do want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online company that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. We all know now that the best way to shop is online because you're going to cut out the middleman. And if you go to an auto parts store, you're going to have to wait in line. You're going to have to maybe experience them not even having the part that you want. And you got to wait for it to be shipped to you anyways. And then you got to come back to the store and the professional mechanic buying the exact same part that you need next to you at the other register is getting a better price just because you're a do-it-yourselfer. It's absolutely ridiculous. Never have that happen to you again. Go to rockauto.com right now. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Titans fans, we're going to cap off this uh, mailbag edition of the Locked On Titans podcast by answering more of your guys' questions. You guys always bring some heaters, and you got a lot of them for me to get into here. Before we do, want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast. You get all your Titans news here with me in under 30 minutes every day. Get all your national NFL news in under 30 minutes every day with Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's also free and available on all platforms, including the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. I host the Thursday national show, so by subscribing to the Locked On NFL podcast, you're showing me some support and some love as well. So I definitely do appreciate that. But diving into more of your guys' questions, Achilles says, can we expect better play calling on offense with Tim Kelly on board? I think yes. In my opinion, Tim Kelly has shown a much better understanding and a much better ability to attack zone coverage in the passing game. That's where I really see the ability for Tim Kelly to help this offense, a more diversified route package for the Titans against different zone coverages, identifying when certain coverages are going to be ran. I thought last year in certain scenarios, Todd Downing just guessed wrong and ran a route combination that was supposed to go against cover three, but the defense ran cover two, or he wanted to attack something against cover two and the defense ran cover four. So hopefully Tim Kelly will be able to help in that way. Bartley Moyer says, do we really want one of these fringe wide receivers to make the team, or should we sign another vet? Also, are fans allowed to attend training camp this year? Bartley, I agree 100%. I would take 8 to 10 games of Will Fuller over 17 games of Des Fitzpatrick, Josh Malone, Racy McMath, or Mason Kinsey. The reality is, as fans of the team, we're always higher on guys on the roster then we should be because they're on our favorite team and we want them to do well. And it would be awesome if a guy like Mason Kinsey turned into the next J uh, Julian Edelman or Wes Welker, or Josh Malone became the next Josh Gordon, or we always want that crazy blow up superstar story. So we root for those guys. But the reality is most of these dudes who we get excited about who are UDFAs or 
guys who were rejects on their rookie deal with other teams and getting a second chance at life, they normally don't work out. They just don't. So, yeah, I would rather have a vet like Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, something like that in than some of these other guys who are completely unproven. Uh, Trenton Yawn says, what are your top three Titans uh, players of all time? Can be recent or throwback. Uh, For me, it's Kevin Byard, uh, Eddie George, and... God, this is tough. Kevin Byard, Eddie George. Sucks the way it ended because if he was still on the team, my answer would be A.J. Brown right now. But I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. Um, actually, Trenton said your your top three plays of all time. Well, the Music City Miracle, uh, Steve McNair's uh, shake-off um, throw down the field in the Super Bowl was amazing. And then, man, you guys are killing me. These are tough questions. Derrick Henry's 99-yard touchdown run. So that's what I'm going to go with on that. Um, see here. Oh, Dooney Dapudi, another question. Uh, if you get him cheaply, would you bring back Julio Jones? No. No. He doesn't practice enough. Um, I think the way he wants to live out his career is not the way the Titans want it done. So, no. McAllen Bell says, how is the outlook for the Titans offensive line? Have the Titans done anything to improve it? I mean, no, no, not really. I, I, I think the outlook for the offensive line is cloudy. Uh, curious to see how it works out. Losing Roger Saffold, and although Questenberry wasn't very good, we still don't know what we're going to get with Dylan Raidens. I think Raidens will be better than Questenberry at right tackle, but left guard. Roger Saffold didn't have a great year last year. But I'm not convinced that Jamarco Jones or Aaron Brewer is going to be an upgrade. That's why I'm pushing for Eric Flowers. Uh, Trey's 2K says, are we going to bring in another wide receiver option? Thoughts on Darius Slayton or Robbie Anderson? I talked about both of those guys earlier in the show. I want to. Do I think they will, Trey's? No, I do not. Um, Kata, my guy Pablo, says, how much of a role do you think Miss Amy, Amy Armstrong, the Titans controlling owner, has in resigning players? Talking from a cash payment angle, not the mere cap management. Uh, Pablo, I agree 100%. I think uh, how much the Titans can pay, and you know, he mentioned not overpaying AJ. I think that's true. Same thing, Corey Davis, John U. Smith, letting them go. Sometimes it's not just about the cap ramifications. These guys get signing bonuses. They get money up front, guaranteed at signing, certain things like that. And certain owners in the NFL have more money up front to be able to pay those high guarantees than other players do. So it isn't just about the salary cap management. Sometimes you do got to think about the real world. How much money does Amy Adams have to give these players up front? I think that does matter, and I think it did impact a situation like A.J. Brown um, and the guarantees that he got and like Corey Davis and John Smith and the deals that they got. I absolutely do think things like that impact uh, roster building more than maybe people want to admit or acknowledge. It sucks to hear that maybe Amy Adams-Strunk doesn't have as much money as Stan Kroenke for the Rams. So maybe even if it was possible salary cap-wise, there are certain deals that the Titans won't make because Amy Adams-Strunk simply doesn't have the cash flow to give that much guaranteed money out in a certain situation. So I think that as a Lakers fan, it's crazy to hear this, but Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, isn't anywhere near as cash-rich 
as a guy like Steve Ballmer, who owns the Clippers with his Microsoft ties, and that hurts the Lakers. They gave up Alex Caruso for nothing because they didn't want to pay the luxury tax penalty because they didn't want to give out the actual cash flow because as owners, they aren't as lucrative and as paid as some of the other billionaire owners like Joe Lacob from the Warriors or Mark Cuban, um, the Allen family for the for the Portland Trailblazers. You know, that's just another example. So, yes, I think that does affect the Tennessee Titans. And, you know, I'm not saying Miss Amy's going to go in and say, no, I'm not paying that. But I think there are situations that John Robinson knows that he can't get into from a money situation with guaranteed cash to throw around. So, um, another question here from Cody Weath. I thought it was a great one. Is Chris Johnson a Hall of Famer? Why or why not? And shout out to CJ. You know, I love Chris Johnson. He's awesome. One of the most exciting Titans ever. But let's be honest here. He's 35th all-time in career rushing yards with only 9,651. Um he only had uh, five years of a thousand yards or more, and although he had a big boom onto the scene in his first three seasons, three Pro Bowl appearances, one first team All Pro, of course, the two thousand yard season, um, eleven thousand nine hundred and six total yards, sixty four total touchdowns. But again, thirty fifth all time, only five years over a thousand yards, kind of a shooting star that burn out quickly had his issues at the end of his career. And there are guys like Matt Forte, Clinton Portis, and Eddie George, who aren't in the Hall of Fame, who have more career rushing yards than Chris Johnson. He's just not a Hall of Famer. He's just not. And for the record, for anyone wondering, Derrick Henry is 71st all-time right now with around 6,000 career rushing yards. Uh you see here, John the Joker, I see your FMK question. I'm not answering this. a family program. Uh, Aaron Freeman from Locked On Falcons, my uh, esteemed Locked On colleague, says, will Austin Hooper, Jawan Green, or Chris Williamson break the curse of ex-Falcons doing nothing for the Titans? Uh, I'm going to go with Austin Hooper breaking that curse. I don't know about Juwan Green or Chris Williamson, though, but shout out Aaron Freeman. Check out Locked on Falcons if you're interested in uh, uh, the Tennessee Titans further south. Uh, uh, let me see here. Last few questions. A little off the beaten path. Zach Clark says, if you could be an NFL commissioner for a day, what are three things you're changing? No restrictions on what uniforms or helmets or whatever that you can use. Anything that you've had in your team's history is accessible to you. I would change the Washington Commanders to the Washington Pigskins. I'm going to continue to say that that is the move they should have made. And then I would make helmet-to-helmet penalties reviewable because they ruin the game. It sours people's taste on the game when you see a solid, violent hit that's legal uh, get flagged for no reason. I think those should all be reviewable, and you should be able to review them quickly. Uh, at the league office. And then Michael Rowe, the last question here said, what is your favorite movie in the Mighty Ducks trilogy? For me, it's D2 when they play in the Olympics. I like Mighty Ducks number two. So I want to get some of these questions in the chat. I know some people threw in some. Uh, EA uh, uh, Damano said... uh, Damiano, EA Damiano, I think that's right on my second one. He says, how is Traylon Burks and Malik Willis looking? Uh, Malik's looking solid, but still, you know, a lot to work on. Traylon Burks, obviously, uh, disappointing start uh, coming out of the draft and just uh, not being in condition to practice fully with the Titans. We saw that practice video where he caught the touchdown for Montana in the back of the end zone on the post. 
I thought he looked good, but he just hasn't been able to practice as much as he want. Um, ranked most likely team to take a step back this year. Let's prove him wrong. Ryan Mc, uh, McMorrow. Yeah, a lot of people are saying uh, that the Titans are going to be that team that, you know, did real well last year that's going to take a, a step back. Um, let's see. Any other questions? Daylight says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you about the O-line? I'm going to say a 7. I'm going to say a 7. Uh, Ryan McMorrow also says, how much of a loss is Deontay Foreman going to affect our run game? Uh, I think Asan Haskins can be awesome. So I, I, I'm uh, not that worried about it overall. Uh, that's going to do it for today, though. Uh, excellent mailbag. Thank you guys for hopping in the comments, throwing questions on Twitter. I'm going to be back with you guys, I think, on Wednesday. We are going to do that 2023 look ahead. Just take a peek at what next offseason is going to look like, who are going to be free agents, who are some cut candidates, uh, what are some uh, moves that the Titans could be making, some positions they may need to make some moves at. So we'll get into that. Also, at the end of the week, I am going to do, um, how do I explain it, a gambling episode where we look at all the different gambling aspects of the Titans in the preseason. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.